Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music obsessed mates have a chat about what they've been listening to this week, as well as a sprinkling of news items. You are listening to episode 35. My name is Vivian. And my name is Maddie. So we're going to go straight into our news segment. Maddie, what's our first story? So good news for Sydney. I have an article here on music feeds from Alex Gallagher and it reads, Sydney's lockout laws will finally be lifted from January 2020. So, nearly six years after Sydney's lookout laws were introduced in 2014, they will be partially repealed from the 14th of January 2020 throughout much of the city. The laws will, however, remain in place for King's Cross. Last drinks will remain at 3.30am. So, Premier Gladys Berejiklian announced the news in a press conference today, also announcing that the repeal will be reviewed in 12 months' time. Quote, from the 14th of January, the lookout laws will be gone, except for King's Cross, commented Berejiklian. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank the parliamentary committee with a cross-party committee for coming up with about 40 recommendations in relation to Sydney's nighttime economy. We've We've adopted the vast majority of those recommendations and we look forward to having them implemented from January 14th. The reason why we've chosen that date is to give all stakeholders enough time to come to terms with what's happening and to prepare and to also allow our citizens to adjust to those changes that are happening from that date, added Berejiklian. The Labor Party has pledged its support to the partial repeal. The controversial laws, which mandate a 1.30am lockout time, have been criticised for stifling Sydney's nightlife and nighttime economy. In September of this year, the Parliamentary Committee Berejiklian mentioned above recommended that several of the city's laws relating to alcohol be lifted. Back in June, research conducted by the University of Sydney found that the lockout laws had had no effect on curbing violence in Sydney's CBD. Quote, Today's announcement marks a turning point for Sydney's nighttime economy and the first steps to making Sydney one of the world's greatest cities for nightlife, commented Gabriel Metcalf, CEO of Committee for Sydney. So there you go. This is great news. Fantastic. Um, it also kind of feels like, not, not that it's a little too late, but I was listening to the radio last week and they were sort of commenting on this. Uh, I was listening to Triple J and they were sort of commenting on this story and um, the two presenters, they both live in Sydney and they were saying how you would go out and it would just, no, it would be so empty compared to how it used to be. And their sort of thinking behind it was that it was a little too late because by the time that businesses sort of get back on their feet, sort of get into the groove of things, you know, it's been six years. Yeah. Since I could not believe when I said it was, yeah. when I read it was 2014, I was like, oh my goodness, it's been that long. Like, I know. And I've heard so many stories of, you know, businesses like going bankrupt mm-hmm. and, you know, like not being able to survive because of what's happened with yeah. lockout laws and stuff. So. Yeah. I do agree with you there. It can be a little bit too late, mm. but it's good that they're actually listening to what other people have to say yeah. and they've looked into it and it's had no effect, like, really at all. Mm, for sure. And it's so. good that they've actually, you know, sort of said, okay, yep, we're going to change it. And, you know, like you said, they're listening to people. But, yeah, hopefully, you know, things can sort of turn around for the nightlife in Sydney. Yeah, hopefully. Because mm. it was so, like, prominent yeah. in there. And it's like... The biggest city in what, Australia. What so. I don't understand, though, is that they've found that, like, the lockout laws have had no effect in relation to violence mm. and stuff like that. But they're still keeping them in place for King's Cross. Yeah. 
which is a bit confusing. Like, I understand sort of, like, the reasoning behind it because it's such a, like, concentrated area. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, um, nasty things happening around there, which isn't good. But, yeah, it's just, it's a bit mm. sort of, like, hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely a word for it, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like a safety net for them. For yeah. them to sort of just be, like, we're giving like we're doing this but we also just want to make sure that you know we're still keeping king's cross safe even though like you just said it's like there's no correlation there but we'll see yeah we'll see what happens in the future um so now we're gonna go into our second news story and this one's kind of a long one so uh we're gonna dedicate a bit of time to it (laughs) yeah so this is of course about the arias i have an article here written by jackson langford and it says australian music's night of nights is officially done and dusted and the 2019 aria awards featured a stack of absolutely killer performances but the biggest part of the night were the lucky artists who managed to walk away with a trophy or four The biggest winner of the night was unsurprisingly Tones and I. The superstar enjoyed a meteoric rise to international superstardom in 2019 and her four ARIA wins reflect that. She took home the awards for Best Female Artist, Best Pop Release, Best Independent Release and Best Breakthrough Artist. The Teske brothers also picked up a heap of awards. Not only did they nab the win for Best Group and Best Blues and Roots album, Sam Teske won the award for Engineer of the Year. Other notable winners include Sampa the Great, who picked up Best Hip Hop Album, and Kite, who picked up Best Soul and R&B Release. Amal and the Sniffers won Best Rock Album, and North Lane won Best Hard Rock Slash Heavy Metal Album. As for the fan-voted awards, Guy Sebastian walked away with two. Best Video and Song of the Year, Hilltop Hood scored the Australian Live Act of the Year Award, and Taylor Swift earned the Best International Artist Award. Um, so the full list of winners are in that article, which of course we'll link in the description. But yeah, some interesting tones. And I got four arias. Mm. Wow, which is impressive. It is very, very impressive. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm not like a hundred percent on board. Yes, with tones and I. Both Maddie and I aren't <laughs> fans. <laughs> We're gonna get roasted for this, <laughs> but. Ooh. But I can say that, you know, um, recently she performed on Jimmy Fallon, which is, I think, any artist from Australia that, so- that can make that sort of international traction, I think, mm. is an achievement in itself. And I think that's great that she's managed to do that. Yeah, absolutely. She has absolutely dominated mm-hmm. the charts and everything. And streaming year, and everything. So crazy. it's Yeah, it's great that, it's great that she, you know, is being recognised. Mm. for that but yeah Manny and I just we're not we're not on the bandwagon (laughs) not completely fully on the bandwagon yes but I will say my what was it I think it was my under a rock the other week that I mentioned Miss Shiny Kate I told ya what did I say I I have good music taste guys (laughs) she won an aria which is pretty crazy because she was up against some interesting artists in there so the fact that she did she was pretty cool very very good um i'm also really confused about why the arias have an international artist yeah look these i feel like it's so weird because you know maddie and i were talking about it before we recorded and um maddie pointed out that you know for example the the amas don't have a best international yeah artist award and it's yeah it does feel a bit odd but i do think 
it's because international music has such a big impact in Australia. I guess that's true, yeah. Um, and because, you know, we are so isolated, it's almost like we kind of, I feel like we kind of have to, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, I feel like there's never been an international artist actually there to accept the I know. <laughs> Do you imagine? <laughs> you know, Taylor <laughs> Swift, just be like, thank you guys, like... <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna fly to Australia, like, halfway across the country, just uh, to accept, like, an award that, you know... Yeah, exactly. So, it's, yeah, definitely a bit odd. Um, it is funny, though, with the fan-voted awards, Guy Sebastian won Song of the Year, which is interesting. And, no, w- wait, was it Best Song video. of the Year? Best, Best video. video and Song of the Year. Yeah. yeah. I, mm, see, I, look... Now, that was the sentence. Um, (laughs) I really, really, really love Guy Sebastian. I have been a huge, huge fan of him since I was really, really little. Mm. But choir is not a jam that I can get down with. Like, I appreciate it and, like, the message that it carries because it is such an emotional, powerful song. Yeah. But I just don't like it and I feel like... I don't know. It's a bit it's a bit underwhelming of a song for me to be honest compared to all of his other songs that I listen to a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. No, I I completely get that. Um but it is interesting cuz it's a fan voted thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so Yeah. I mean that that in itself kind of is probably explains why he won. Cuz it has absolutely blown up. This song yeah. has gone like Yeah. Which I'm, crazy. Which I I'm like, mm. I don't really understand. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a weird song to me. I don't know. I'm just not really... Yeah, like, I mean, he's obviously Guy Sebastian, one of the best Australian artists ever. But, yeah, just not for me. Yeah. And Dean Lewis got <laughs> album of the year. <laughs> uh, Sharp yeah. intake of breath. Um, <laughs> I, and uh, best male artist. Yeah, best male artist. Mm, mm. I'm. I've never really liked Neither. his songs. Uh, I'm really sorry because I know a lot of people <laughs> like him. Yeah. Clearly, um, it's just yeah. His for me, I, I think a lot of his stuff is very um, formulaic in the sense that each song is very similar to the other ones that he has, yeah. and that's just. It's sort of, it's something interesting that sort of popped into my mind. It's kind of like the whole, because he, because his genre of music is very sort of like soft, like, yeah, folky pop. Yeah. Like, yeah. Acoustic pop, as you would probably call it, which is sort of in a similar vein to what Ed Sheeran puts out. (laughs) And it's kind of like. This, this is, this is a good point. Now that you've said that, I'm really, like... It's like, guys can just get a guitar and yeah. sing a pop song and be like, oh my god, it's like... Yes. No. Amazing. This is, this is true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a very good point, now that, now that you've pointed that out. <laughs> it's sort of like a similar thing. It is. Like, a lot of their songs are sort of the same. Yeah. And they're, like, done the same way and they've got the same sort of vibe. There isn't a lot of, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, not range, but... Yeah, there's not... I feel like when you listen to these... To the different songs from these artists, it's... You can't really pick out a 
differentiating factor. It's all yeah. like it's all very much within the same sort of realm. Because like, when I hear Dean Lewis's songs on the radio, I'm like, have I heard this one yeah. already? Like, yeah, because is this a song I've heard or is this a new one? Because I can't tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. But again. God, we're just <laughs> unleashing on the Aria winners, aren't we? I know. Again, like, he's talented. <laughs> and, you know, there's definitely an audience. Like, of course, there's an audience for that kind of music. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, not... I listen to that music. That is my type of music. I listen to that, but still, I'm like... <laughs> just dragging Just Dean dragging Lewis. my own entire music taste. I love that. Oh, gosh. I love doing that every week. No. Um, <laughs> we're doing great here. We're doing really well. Um... <laughs> But yeah, um, like I said before, if you want to check out the full list of winners, click the article that will be in the description. Yeah, and something that will also be in the description is the playlists that we put together for the songs every week. So our Spotify and YouTube playlists, they are down in the description so you can have a listen to the songs that we have a chat about every week. So with that, we will go into Song of the Week with Vivian. I just want to say, Maddie, that was quite a segue. Right? Am and I not the queen of segues? Give me... I, I need, like, a standing ovation That was that. amazing. That just popped into my mind. I'm amazing. And I am in awe of your talent. Thank you so much. So... Right, we'll move on. <laughs> song of the week. Yeah, so I'll kick us off. My song of the week this week is Jean Jacket by The Somerset. So this one is... An interesting one for me because uh, I used to listen to the Somerset years ago. Um, they they were sort of like the first kind of pop punk band that I that kind of just evolved into like a more sort of poppy band that I actually followed, which is yeah, kind of weird because yep. their their style I'm not usually I don't usually listen to artists like that, but. Um, so this song, it's coming from their last album that they actually released, um, as a band. They disbanded in 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jean Jacket's so interesting because it's so different to what they normally, um, put out before. And it's kind of like this, I, I was explaining to Maddie before, I feel like it's like this is sort of modern Bruce Springsteen song a little bit. Yeah. Now that can be confusing. Yes. But, <laughs> it, but you, I was like, um, what? But no, it makes sense if you explain it. Yes. Yeah, so basically the lyrics are talking, it, it's got these sort of like Americana lyrics talking about, you know, driving a Corvette, listening to Thunder Road, jean jacket, like all this sort of like American imagery, um, that Bruce Springsteen also puts in his songs. Um, so that's where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as well as that, they the, the sonic elements of the song are really, really cool. There's like this piano that sort of is constant in the background. I, I thought it was a synth at first, but I'm not sure because it definitely has something on it's it. It's very, yeah, it's very muddled and you yeah. can't really tell. But. but it's very cool because it sort of keeps, um, it sort of keeps the rhythm going while there's no percussion. And then w- when the chorus comes in, it's just this sort of really infectious chorus. And I love the sort of... it's It feels nostalgic. Yeah. Which is what I really like about it. And then it also sort of goes back to this Bruce Springsteen aspect of it. Um, but yeah, that's why I really, really love the chorus. It's such it's just such a nostalgic feeling you get when you listen to it. But then in the bridge, sort of when everything sort of breaks down, there's like this brass like solo that yeah is very bruce springsteen as well <laughs> so this is what i'm saying guys this is basically but it's not like yeah it's 
It's not like full on no, like no, no. country rock. No. It's not the same vibe. It's but just like little sort of elements yes. kind of. Yes. So don't go into it thinking you're going to hear. No. You know. Because it's it's <laughs> a, it's like a it's a modern pop song. Like you've got these sort of modern musical elements in it, but it's just like little flourishes in there that just makes me think of Bruce Springsteen and sort of yeah. what he um, does but yeah it's definitely a very fun song I love the lyrics I just love how nostalgic it feels it, it feels like a song you've heard before yeah and if if that makes sense um but yeah I I'm such a big fan of them I'm kind of sad that they disbanded but you know it's what happens that's what the music is there for you can just listen to it on repeat <laughs> exactly and just pretend that they're still out exactly the music is forever um <laughs> anyway and with that <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my song of the week, Jean Jacket by The Somerset. Maddie, what is your song of the week? My song of the week is called Love You For A Long Time by Maggie Rogers. So um, this song, it, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying it's a little bit country. <laughs> it is. Like, let's be honest, it's kind of a country song, but it's not, like... It's not full yeehaw. Full... <laughs> <laughs> It's like on a scale of zero to yeehaw, it's sort of like a six. <laughs> Let's go there. Because oh. it's very like acoustically driven and it's mainly in like the sort of like the way that she sings, like her vocals that gives it that country vibe because when she sort of um flips into her head voice again, oh here we go, some <laughs> little singing technical things for you. When she, like, flips into her head voice, she does, like, a little bit of, like, a yodel mm. thing. And it's, like... It's very subtle, though. Because, it's, yeah. It's not Sometimes... <laughs> it's funny, because you can do it in a way where you accidentally do it, and you sort of sound like a goose, like, honking <laughs> when you do it. Trust me, I've done it a million times. Because um, <laughs> it's when you don't have, like, a clean, mm. like, transition from your chest voice to your head voice, and you sort of, like, forcefully, like, flip it up. Mm. And that's where that yodely yeah like sound comes from and that's how people like actually yodel because they go from their chest to their head voice really really quickly wow but um, see there, there you, go. you go guys learn something new <laughs> every day with maddie um the more you know the little rainbow meme um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it's a very very subtle very nicely done like flick and it happens a lot in the chorus because mm. she does a lot of sort of like jumping things at the end of her phrases like uh, in the in like melody wise but um it's a really really pretty song and she's got such a nice voice and it's so i love like rogers oh she's amazing i'm so glad that you sort of like shoved me into her because she's great like she's fantastic vocalist she's amazing and she's got such a like especially this song it's got such an innocent yeah happy kind of childlike feel to it and it's really, really cool. It's got such a, like... That's it's so a, true. It's a cute message, too. Mm. Like, you know, I can feel it in my body. Like, I know it in my mind. Like, I'm going to love you for a long time. Like, they're the lyrics. And it's Ugh. just, like, you've met this person and you know you're just going to be with them forever. Because it's just, like, this feeling. Mm. It's just so pretty and nice and wholesome. And so just, precious. Yeah, it's just such a precious song. But, yeah, oh. it's very acoustically driven and a really, really nice one. A little bit of a country flavor to it. So, yeah. <laughs> That is my song of the week, uh, Love You For A Long Time by Maggie Rogers. So we will go into Under A Rock now, and um, I'm sort of getting on that Harry Styles train <laughs> with this one. So my Under A Rock is Watermelon Sugar. 
and I have been jamming this one for the past week and I have not been able to get it out of my head. <laughs> it is, is so, so catchy and repetitive. And like when I heard it for the first time, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could listen to this like again and again because the chorus is so repetitive. It's mm. just watermelon sugar high. That's it. Like six times or however many times he sings it but that's the chorus it's just that one line really and it's just repeated in different like melodies and things but yeah i don't know there's just something like infectious and like addictive about Mm. this song that you just want to like keep hitting play and like repeating it because it's it's so interesting it's so interesting because i didn't i actually didn't hear the song until right before we started recording when maddie played it for me and yeah, it's so fascinating. I definitely think it's better than his first single. Um, I didn't really enjoy Lights Lights Up. Lights Up, yeah. Because it was more of a, like, I felt like it was more sort of, like, experimental and it wasn't really cohesive. This one's definitely more, I said it was like a summer song. It's definitely very yeah, summery. It does. It does feel very summery. Yeah, I feel like that, yeah. people could just play it while chilling by the pool or like the beach, having a barbecue. It does definitely fits that sort of mm. mood. Um, but I just don't like the chorus. You don't like it? I don't like how repetitive it is. Yeah. Um, I do really enjoy like the verses and the sonic elements of it. It's very like, I like how he plays with these sort of um, guitar sounds in his songs. He did it in his first album too. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. Um, he does, he experiments with that quite a bit and I do enjoy that, but it's just, it felt like a bit of a cop out. Ooh, a cop out? In what way? In terms of the chorus. Right. By just having, like, I felt like it was going somewhere and it never got there. It was okay. just sort of, it just felt stagnant after that point. And then he, when you hear it so many times, it does get stuck in your head. Yeah. But for me, it's just like, it's that, that's it's too catchy. Yeah, it is a bit of an earworm. And I yeah. think the thing that I really like, though, even though it is really repetitive, mm. he changes up the rhythm. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of cool, which I wasn't expecting. Like, when I heard it for the first time, I was like, oh, he, like, does, like, a little bit of an extra pause here mm. or, like, changes a bit of the rhythms and whatever. And then, like... Because it is a really, really punchy chorus too, especially with yeah. those backing vocals behind it. Because he's sort of like, before he sort of sings it the first time, there's sort of like a break in the instrumentation behind it. It's sort of like, mm. but only for like a moment. And then he comes in with the backing vocals and he like just like watermelon, like really, really punchy, mm. which I think is really, really cool. And that's something I really like about it. And then towards the end, there's a lot of like, there's like a brass sort of section mm. that like comes in and it's sort of very like, old schooly it's like almost it's not but it's almost like motown yeah yeah kind of i feel like he plays with a lot of these sort of vintage sounds yes um in a lot of the different instruments that he uses um so yeah i definitely get where you're coming from with that. yeah some yeah some interesting like sort of motown influences mm. i think in it and yeah it's just really really cool and i quite like it and his voice in this is amazing like yeah it is he's yeah. got an incredible voice for anyone that thinks he doesn't i think that's just rubbish because yeah. he really really does um especially i think he's improved his voice like when you when i first heard his first album a few years ago i was floored because I just, I didn't hear any of that while he was in One Direction. Yeah, because I think you don't really, I think when people are in like, you know, boy bands and stuff, Mm. they sort of discredit 
oh like, yeah their musical ability for sure because of this like you know the stigma and the whatever around mm. like boy bands or they're just like you know for 12 year old girls or whatever but now that they've sort of like broken up and done their own thing they're like shining in their own sort of mm. area because they're all so so different yeah and they were sure. just like chucked together they're like here you can all sing together but yeah like he's definitely i think come into like a really really solid um like genre mm. for him oh yeah i think and yeah i just really enjoy it so yeah my under a rock watermelon sugar harry styles give it a listen um <laughs> what's your under a rock Viv? my under a rock this week is not your fault by a wall nation i think that's how you say it um guess this is very weird for me i actually don't know how i came across this because this song's from like 2011 so i <laughs> i don't know guys okay you're just reminiscing the decade <laughs> that was because it's about to end oh true wow Ooh, that's yeah that that just, hit a bit hard yeah that hits a little <laughs> different um so yeah you i guess people probably most know uh, him for the song sale um that vine meme i just think about all the time <laughs> that every the first time you said it i was like oh the one with the keyboard that gets smashed sale <laughs> anyway uh i'm not here to say that i can do that but anyway um yeah this one's definitely an interesting one for me because it's sort of it's it's a pop song and i normally wouldn't listen to um this kind of music because i did sort of venture into the rest of that album and it like it all kind of felt middle of the road to me, but this one, I just, I really think what initially sort of piqued my interest was the, um, the chorus, because the verses, he is sort of singing, so in the song he's singing about, um, being in a, in a relationship with someone and how this person is always putting up with their, um, you know, sort of faults and flaws and, um, in the chorus, like, sort of in the verses, um, he's singing about this person what's so good about them and all these things and then in the chorus he sings when i'm yelling at you it's not your fault so he's sort of sort of saying that like he appreciates the fact that this person puts up with all of their flaws and faults which is interesting i just thought it was interesting how like the switch up between the verse and the chorus um is so different because in the verse as well it's sort of like it, it kind of uses a lot of these instruments that's sort of um, a lot more darker, a lot more moodier, but then when it gets into the chorus, it's suddenly, like, this infectious, like, sing-along, and you're like, whoa, okay, this is yeah. a bit of an interesting switch-up. But, yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so, again, this is a very strange one for me, guys, but it's I definitely think, like I said before, the chorus is so infectious that you can just sing to it immediately, and that's what... I guess really makes this song a good one. So yeah, that's my under a rock this week. Not your fault by AWOL Nation. And now we're going to go into Caught My Ear. So I'll kick us off. My song this week is La Di Da by The Internet. This one is so funky. I love this song. Oh my God. Funk levels it are is just at an all time high. Exactly. And it's so cool because The Internet, they definitely do play with a lot of funk elements in their stuff. Um, they usually have more emphasis on uh their bass like the bass lines but this one it's just they've thrown in a wah pedal for the guitar and they just sort of like let loose with it <laughs> yeah. and i love it so much um so yeah it's very funky it's very fun it's definitely a song t to dance to and 
you know, I guess what caught my ear was as soon as the song starts, you just hear that really infectious guitar riff with the wah pedal and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I just need to dance immediately, (laughs) (laughs) which is just exactly how I felt when I first heard it. And yeah, it's so fun. Um, and it's cool because in the verses, uh, the, um, female vocalist, I forgot her name, so sorry, she's singing, but then in the, um, chorus it switches up and the male vocalist comes in and, he's, and he sort of sings in this sort of monotoned kind of, like, way. It's, yeah. it's kind of interesting because all he's saying is, I just want to dance, but it's very sort of monotone and bland, but it works so well. And yeah. I don't know why, but it just does. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's very fun. I really like the funk elements of it. And the internet, they're such a cool band. I feel like they just sort of ooze like this coolness that is just like, oh. You just aspire to be as yeah, cool as them. <laughs> exactly. No, it's so true. So, um, yeah, that's my Caught My Ear this week. La Dida by the internet. Maddie, what's your Caught My Ear this week? So my Caught My Ear is a bit of an interesting one. Um, so it's called Sculpted by Tobias. And so I had a little bit of a little bit of a stalk, a little bit of a Google. <laughs> um, so he's a twenty-year-old producer from Melbourne. <sighs> Again, why? Oh, to be young and successful and talented. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah, this song is really, really, really cool. So um, it came up on I think like my Discover Weekly or something like a couple of weeks ago, mm. and. I'm a huge fan of it. It's it's got like a really really cool sort of moody vibe to it. Yeah. And there's like a lot of yeah, really interesting sort of like sonic elements that go through the whole thing. Like there's one in particular like there's this I don't particularly know what it is. It sort of sounds like a steel drum, mm. but not as like tinny. Yeah. And like and bright of a sound as it would be with an actual steel drum. So it's probably just like a synthetic mm. sound or, you know, whatever. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like this sort of, um, really cool, like upbeat sort of bopping, like, mm. um, line throughout the whole thing. And then there's like, I don't know the, vo- I don't know if he's one of the vocalists cause there's two vocalists. There's a, there's a guy and a girl on this song mm-hmm. and I don't know if like, she because i haven't listened to much of his other music but the but the girl who sings on this she's got such an incredible voice yeah i wish i knew who it was or Mm. what her name was because she's absolutely incredible you'll have to listen to it to hear it but yeah it's like the like they're talking about like look what we sculpted like Mm. look what we molded like what we created together um and it's just yeah it's got this weird sort of like moody vibe but it's Mm. also kind of like a little bit groovy and like upbeat Mm. in in a sense so yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. Um, you'll definitely have to listen to it to sort of yeah get the sure. hang of it. It's mm. it's really cool. So that is my caught my ear sculpted by Tobias, and that brings us to the end of this episode. So thank you so much if you've listened all the way through. I know it was a bit of a tough slog getting through that Aria's <laughs> rant. Um, but yeah, thank you again for listening. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Castbox, we're slowly uploading them to YouTube, any other like podcast platform, we're probably on it. Google Podcasts, I know we're on that now. Like mm. there's a myriad of them. And if we're not on a podcast platform that you listen to, let us know. 
and we will get on it because yes. we want to be as available as possible. Exactly. And please let us know what you thought about the songs that we discussed this week because, you know, there was a bit of a bit of a mix in there. Oh, yeah. Um, let us know if you like the new Harry Styles or if you like me who just, you know, can't get there quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you on Monday with a new episode. See you later. Bye.